Welcome, my children. Another tale from Ghostman, your host here. Tell me your name by A.I. Nasia. Tell me your name. A woman sitting across from me smiled sweetly, welcoming even her hands exhibited shuffling the cards in her hand as she kept her eyes locked on mine. Despite my discomfort, I smiled back, trying to hide out a place I felt in the dim, cramped up room. I had just gotten into my seat, although I knew she had taken an interest in me a moment I had walked in. Masafafah, I replied, nodding at the others sitting around the table. There were five of us, including the pretty brunette, each hidden in the shadows of their own presence. I searched for any familiar faces, hoping to find someone I had met at earlier games but failed to recognize any except the man who invited us. He was sitting in the seat next to mine, looking at me through tinted glasses that hid his eyes. He smiled, though, said it all. We're going to eat you all alive. Such a beautiful name, a woman said. I'm Rita. You got to know that you get to know rest in time. I smiled shapelessly and stole a quick look back at my friend. Tamer was sitting on a couch in a more illustrious part of the room, surrounded by guests I could only assume were other players plus one. It gives me a double thumbs up and smiled wildly. I presume you know the rules. I did. I started playing Karama a few years back, having introduced it by a doorman. One night, when the lights had gone out, I was too tired to walk up thirteen flights of steps. Ever since the revolution, the power outreaches have become a frequent occurrence in Cairo. It was customary for the electricity to take a break for a few hours every day. At night, I'd come home late. My manager, having had decided that 8 p.m. was a little too early to stop working, I remember contemplating whether or not to just stay in a car when my doorman had, had waved me over, a deck of cards in his hand, and asked me if I was interested in learning a new game. I was a sucker for card games. Once, even we make money for gambling on the university compass had been drawn in almost immediately. We play with a single queen. Rhea was giving, saying, giving me a wink. It's the only way I know. I replied, my comet awarded with a sharp laugh from glasses. Camara was basically poker or the least version which you learned to play with your whole school friends. The only difference was the deck 
Jack had one queen, a trump card that made you an instant winner, no matter what suits the other players had in their hands. Other than that, it was basically about how well you could bluff, and I was good at that. Very well, let's begin. I lost track of time quickly, engrossed in the game, studying the faces of my opponents as best as I could. I was doing well for the first few hands, keeping up with the best, quickly retiring two of the players who got up with huffs and scowls, retreating to the couches before leaving completely. A few hands later, there were only three of us left at the table. The boy's lucky, the glasses said, the smile on his face had gone completely. I could tell he was secretly waiting for me to drop dead. I smiled at the notion I had gotten under his skin. Oh, I would say he's more than that. Ria, Ria, could eyeing me closely throughout the game, I had been the focus of her attention. Noticing her stare at me from the corner of my eye, I, as I played by bluffed and waged and folded. She was trying to read me. I hoped I was giving her a hard time at that. Just deal with the damn glasses, Rhea. Glasses hissed. She winked at me again, her slender fingers dancing in the air as she shuffled the deck. I picked up my cards and fought the urge to laugh when I saw the queen amongst the rest. I kept my cool, looking over at Rita, feeling very uncomfortable as she smiled at me. Her cards untouched glasses made his first bet, and we both raised. I went on, it went on like this for what I would like, only guess was an hour, while glasses snapped his cards down and got up in a rage, heading straight for Rhea. You're cheating, you whore. He accused her, her face, his face red with anger, his fist curled. Just before he reached her, two men grabbed him, grabbed him by the arms and pulled him back. Rhea was shuffling the cards again, looking straight at me, with that smile of hers ignoring her attacker. You're being rude in front of our guests, she had said calmly. Screw him, glasses butted out. And screw you, too, yeah. She turned her back. At, she turned to look at him. Her face almost serene, in complete control. Are you a drawing? Damn right, I'm a drawing. Glasses shot back, pulling away from the guards and picking up the remainder of his chips. Enjoy your new pet. I met his stairs just before he threw a few chips. In onto my pile. You're going to need those. He's back and turned off, turned and left the room. My eyes followed him out. He quickly looked over at Tamer. The only ghost left. He shrugged and shook his head in bewilderment. When I turned around, Rhea gave me a quick wink and we shuffled again. I soon was still in, she said, matter of factly. Of course, I replied. Good. She cooed. 
It would have been a shame to lose a good player on his first day. I watched her hands swiftly shuffle the cards, trying my best to work out if there was any truth to Glass's expectations, but she was too fast. Suddenly five cards were delivered to me. The hostess watched closely as I picked them up and inspected them. You're a hard player to read, she said, as I studied my royal flush. I tried, I commanded again, disturbed by the fact that she hadn't picked her cards yet. I had a feeling that maybe Glasses was right. But how else would she not look at her hand unless she had already knew what she had? Does my confidence disturb you? Of course not. I lied, faking a smile. I just knew to the violence. Rhea smiled, lifted the edges of her cards. They looked at me again, raising one elbow. She pushed in her first bet. I meet hers and raise. No trades. I'm comfortable with what I have. She nodded and traded all five cards. The cards briefly looking at a new hand. She pushed in some more chips. I see you raise. I, and I, I said confidently, let's make this a little more interesting. Riaz replied, all smiles and threw in all her chips. I don't have that much, I said, looking over my shoulder and signaling for Tamer. We'll cash do for now. I do not want your money, Riaz said. How about you just throw in your name on top of those? I frown. The idea is foreign to me. My name? Your name? Ria confirmed. You don't want money? I was still confused. How is my name worth of any value? Oh, it is, sweetheart. Ria smiled. More than you think. You lost, I said. I threw my cards and showed her her hand, smiling. We to expect the cards only for a moment before turning over hers as queen smiling at me from the top, teasing. I sighed and shook my head, leaning back heavily in my chair. This was fun, Rita said, Rita said her guards clearing the table, both of our chips. You could have gotten more from me, I said quickly. More confused about her luxurious requests than anger about the loss. Believe me, she said, I am more than you imagine. Her smile sent chills down her my spine. I awoke the next morning to the sound of banging on my doors. Eyes still glazed over. I looked at the time on my cell phone and cursed as I slipped out of bed. That banging continued until I opened the door. I was greeted by my doorman. What is it? I am ready to smack him across the face. Sorry to wake you up, but, it, but Miss, is Mr. Mephaffa home? I scowled at him immediately, hating whatever game he was playing. I'm Mr. Mephaffa, I said. You clenched fist, thief. What do you want, Samir? No, 
I mean the other bit, Mr. Fusaka. Saya has said from it. Are you drunk? God forbid, Saya said, shaking his head in anger. Clearly insulted. Tell me, Mr. Fusaka, but that car is double parked. A lady downstairs can't get out. I am, Mr. Fusaka, I shouted. I shouted at him, but not in the mood for playing his game any longer. I'll go be back in a second. I, I slammed the door in his face and went back to my room to change. The rest of the day was a disaster. I avoided my doorman, thinking the best way to apologise for my bouncement without encouraging too much discussion, but instant and started my Friday errands. I passed by the chaos at the end of my road and was annoyed at how the owner rudely pretended not to know me as he chatted away on his phone. Handing me a pack of cigarettes without a second glance, I received a strange treatment from the baker and the market attendant. I usually got a groceries from both of whom I was crying never to do business with again when my neighbour and order my attempts at polite was more talk in the elevator, causing us both to stand in awkward silence as we waited for our requisitive floors. I attained to the conclusion the whole world had gone crazy. I called my parents, both of whom didn't answer. My sister hung up on me as soon as she heard my voice. I decided to pass them by later, trying to remember what I had done wrong. I must have been... It must have been something minor. They had no problem. They had probably been probably blown completely out of proportion. I tried to log into my work email, remembering I had left work over from Thursday, but I could not. I tried my personal email, then they had failed. Shut my laptop in anger and called Tamar. Hello? He sounded like you just woke up. Do you see him, man? I'm jealous. Who's this? Take your ID, idiot. Listen, I can't log into my work email. Can you see what's wrong with it? That a long silence ensued. Tamer, are you there? Who is it? I sighed. Matasafa, I replied. Can you wake up from wherever you stood you're in? I really need an email to work with. Matasafa who? What do you mean, Matasafa who? I asked, my voice rising, the only friend that I've ever had. Guys, you've been kicking, going to kick your ass if you don't wake up. Screw you, the reply came as he hung up. I stood dumbfounded, staring at my phone. Unclear to what had happened, I dialed again. Who is this? came the sharp reply from the other end. Dude, what, what are you doing? Listen, Jackass. Tamer shouted into the phone, clearly awake and at full attention. I don't know who the hell you are, think you are, but call me again, and the last time you call anyone, I have your number and I can find you, and really don't want me to do that. Now beat it. What? Are you? I startled, but had he had already hung up. I had to say I was confused would be an understatement. 
I was about to dial again when I thought about it and threw my phone to the side. Tamer was going to realise the mistake soon enough. I called to apologise. I just needed him to give him a f- time to wake up. I started to empty out groceries, thinking about the other day. Those sleep to help, I felt confused about the whole ordeal. The game was fun, that was for sure, but we just still confused me. I hope, had hoped a fresh mind would help provide a better vantage point, help me see things from a different angle, and maybe discern what it was that had bothered me. But nothing came. There had been someone who knew something about this. I remembered that I had glasses card. Immediately planting the groceries, I raced to the coffee table next to the door. I opened my wallet, rummaging through the cards, looking for a set of paper Tamer had given me. Something caught my eye when I looked back through my mix. With a mix of my credit cards and personal IDs, my blood froze. There was no name. I quickly emptied out my contents of my wallet onto the floor table, arranging my cards to one side, trying hard to disbelieve what I was seeing. My personal ID had nothing on it. A blank piece of plastic with just the yellowish background and face of the phoenix staring at me. My credit cards shone. In a multitude of colours, devoid of any authentication, as soon as, as to who owned it, even my driver's license was blank. It was as if overnight my name had erased completely. My name, I froze as a realization hit me, hard and fast, taking me by surprise and knocking the wind at me. I suddenly re- felt my entire body shiver. I slowly sat down on the ground, carefully finishing my descent as something inside me squeezed into a tight knot. I grasped the breath and realised what a, what, what, that I was having trouble hard to stop a panic attack from coming. She had taken my name. We're closed, I heard glasses shout from the back of his door. Buried beneath shadows as junk tossed it all it over. The small room was inviting as his voice. The ironic sound of chimes announcing my visit as I stepped through the door. I looked for him in heaps of boxes up. Heaps of boxed up madness laid out in uneven aisles. Only that when he realised he had gotten no answer and came out to inspect it, I finally see him. Shirts rolled up frown on his face. I said we were close. I need to talk to you, I say. He squinted at me, raising his dark glasses to take a better look. And sighed to information. What the hell are you doing here? He asked, bending down to rummage through a few boxes at one side. So you know where I am? I asked. It's been one day, he mumbled. Why wouldn't I know who? He stopped. What are you doing? Slowly turned to me and looked at me. You stupid boy. Stupid boy. His voice was hard, barely whisper. I need your help. You you bet your name, didn't you? He demanded suddenly, making interest in me before a star on his face. 
Are you mad? Do you have an idea of what you've done? No, I don't, I said. That's why I'm here. You need to leave right now, he said, grabbing my arm and pushing me towards the door. You can't be here. If she finds out you're taking to another no-name, she'll be furious. Another what? Out. I pulled my arm away and flushed my, pushed my hand, pushed at him, breaking his control over the situation, bailing my fists. Listen, you dragged me into this. You thought, what is that? Thought, I said again, I swear by anything. Oh dear. If you, didn't, if you don't hear me right now, I'll make sure. I'll take it, every ounce of the confusion I've had since this morning on you and your store. I was getting ready to swing, angry at how dismissed as he was being. Angrier still at any need for him. He sized me up, then sighed, and started wiping his glasses at the ends of his shirt. He looked at his lenses at a little bit of light coming into the small stall, and satisfied, put the rims back on. I guess this was bound to happen one day. Glasses led me to the hanging church quiet during the entire subway ride keeping eyes to the ground it was the last train out he explained since once we had done with us we weren't going to go home anyway I spent four hours drinking tea to the sounds of his bubbling hookah as he shared what he knew information I desperately sought and finally regretted knowing the conflicts of religions were deserted. Its sincerity implicitly implicitly oblivious to our presence as we walked past them. I had been to the hanging church several times before, knowing of historical build over old ancient fortress. I had marvelled at the depths of the passage it had been built over, glazing down from countless other tourists through practice protected glass floors. I never wondered what might be down there. I followed glasses into the church, the guard at the door looking at us only momentary before quickly turning away. I expected he knew why we were here. I look in the church, nightly magnificence, before focusing at the task at hand. As we walk into the church's nave, quickly strolling past a pair of rows of pews and a pulpit, then turn right through a narrow door into a smaller door. There are a few, there are a few pews. There are a few more pews, they're monotony broken only by a single figure sitting with his back towards us. Glasses stopped, patiently waiting for the man to turn around and face us. Scars greatly disfigured his face, his eyes stared menacingly at us, a peculiar midst with unusual calm that surrounded him. We need to see her. Glasses finally broke the silence. That is not permitted, the gruff point. The gruff voice replied, Let me but you judge, let her be the judge of that. Glasses said immediately, patiently, 
Just let her know we're, that we're here. The man cocks his head to her side. A silence is followed by Miss more disturbing than him. His funny turn back. I guess he was more agitated than we first came in. He walked down the pews to a wall and passed his right and right against it, the stones moving out of place. A pavilion staircase. This is a violation. He threw it in. As he walked past him and snowed down the stairs. No worries, big guy. Glasses called back over his shoulder. I followed him down my down my hands, finding balance on the cold wall surround me. I felt my foot loose in its holding a few times as quickly giving a disproving look even I felt my f- Very worried, big guy. Glasses caught back over his shoulder. I followed him down my down my hands, finding balance on the cold stone wall around me. I felt my foot loose and holding a few times, and was quickly given a disappointed look each time. I knew Glasses was taking a big risk. Bring me here. I believe that even though he knew this was probably the end of line, he was definitely not thrilled by it. The stairs ended in a small suitcase corridor and opened into an old great package, a magnificent space. The only church light coming through, the light floor pieces of the church above. I looked around in awe, feeling very small in a place so old and only focused. When glasses nudged me to the in the side, one of the at the one end of the passages sat me half hidden in the shadows, at a table similar to the one we played on the night before. I could see a smile in the darkness, barely visible, welcoming her cold. He was shuffling my pack of cards. This is quite concerning, Philip, he said, her voice echoing off the ancient walls. I would have thought you above would want no, know the rules. The boy wants a rematch. Glasses countered, vividly sweating. Gone was the concerts he'd worn before the way here. Boy has nothing I want. You have my name, I said. Counting... Cutting in before glasses could say anything else, I want a rematch. Rhea leaned over the table, and dim light now fully on her face. I could see her eyes mocking me. I believe, I believe you know well. I already have that. I already have that. You have my official name, I said. I was born a Rimmerman at birth. My father changed it to Marathafab in the honour of my father. I think that I think that might be something you'd like to add to your collection. I printed that with a face. 
But they went to meet much glasses counted visibly sweating. Gone was the confidence you won't throw out the way here. A boy has wants nothing I want. I have I, I have my name, I said, cutting in which glasses could say, could say anything. I want a rematch for Rita leaned over the table. The dim light now fully on her face. I could see her mocking me. I believe you, I know I already have that. You have my official name, I said. I was named Erebium at birth. My father changed it to Mosava in honour of his lover. I think it might be something you'd like to add to your collection. A cringe when a smile might have. I knew you were interesting. I look at the royal flush in my hand and feel no sodic. I sickly feel a history with a repeating itself, looking at Rhea's smiling face. I remember Glass's warning not to trust her. She cheated, he said, but had assured me she wouldn't do it that year. And that that's why the game had to be here. Still reading, she was a... Uh, was it possible? A smile face unchanging as it painted there, an expression as a mouse I could not see past. I looked down at my hand again, and worried that coming here might have made a mistake. I could not take solace in the fact I was lucky there most, because they push came to shove. Luck was never on my side. I fought hard and long before finally giving in to temptation and asking to change three cards. Rita dealt the cards quickly and leaned over to say, Are you sure about this? I did not answer, looking at the three new cards lying face down on the table. I looked at glasses and found the support in a sweaty face watching us. Your hand, I asked, pushing through with the plan. You don't want to see your cards. It doesn't matter. I say, the stakes aren't changing. It could go either way. Rita smiled and let their cards down, her full house mocking me. As she leaned back and smiled, I cursed the fact I had a higher card and I let it go. I reached over with a sinking feeling to look at my cards, picking them up one by one. I felt a relief rush through me. I threw down the queen and watched Rhea's face disappear as I saw the trump card. Boy's lucky after all. So, <clears throat> I threw down the queen and watched the Rhea's power disappear as she saw the trump card. The boy's lucky after all, Glasses said, letting out a long breath. And he's holding it in. I can see the tension believe his body as well. A glimpse of his confidence returning. Indeed he is, Rita, Rita says. Still, a deal's a deal. Your name will be returned to him. No, I say. Rita stared at me straight in the eye. What do you mean, no? He almost hissed. I never said I wanted my name back. Then what do you want? 
I want yours, Riga smiled. It's quite an exotic name. I can see why you want it. I don't mean Riga. I shook my head. I want your real name. The smile faded again, and she quickly looked at glasses, her eyes throwing glasses at him. You see, I heard that you're like me. Oh, have it. With an official name of your own, I smirked. Ria looked look back at me, and her mouth drawn back in a snarl. I want your name. Don't push it, boy, Ria hissed. You know nothing of what you're going kicking yourself into. Tell me your name, I said, my tone harsher, my confidence stronger. From somewhere below me, a rambling came. Change your request, she ordered. Tell me your name, I suddenly felt the earth around me shake. The rumbling grew louder as she got up her seat. Change your request. I held on to the table as the shaking in threatened to throw me off my seat. Glasses got up and backed away from the table, looking around for a way out, trying to keep his balance. Tell me your name. She lunged at me. I felt a sudden fear in the pit of my stomach as I saw her face crack, her expression changing too, that of a rabid dog. Her claw-like fingers aimed at my face. Suddenly she was jerked back and screeched as she tried to break free from whatever force was keeping her from me. You maggot, she screamed at me. You fool. You're nothing. You're dust. You're but a suspect. You just reckon that in comparison to the forces you mess with. I still have your heart. Tell me your name. Earth shook harder, and I jumped to inside a rock, crashed beside Henry. I could feel the walls of the old fortress buckling, the strain of the shaking threatening to collapse the entire structure. I am above you. How dare you ask me for my name? Tell me your name. Her scream was deafening, echoing off the walls in a mouthfaring screech that followed me to cover my ears. More cracks appeared on her face. I could see something horrible behind them. Everything I knew, I was left, hit, left hidden. I am... She who has no name, she howled. I am the collector, the immortal. She who is everyone. Your name. I am Jack, Jason, Lee, Avaka, Lewis, she, cha- she chanted. I am Emma, Malchus, Corinna and Sultan. Your name. I am one. I am all. Your name. The cracks appeared across her neck, running across her body, her skin breaking and falling up. Like a broken china doll, her body shook from the earth under her feet and came. And somewhere inside me, I knew I was going to lose my control over the situation. I could see Rhea's body twisted in the angles I never knew where possible, writhing in with pain. I grabbed her, ran to her, grabbed her, and pushed her against the wall. Tell me your name. Ellie Leafia did. She hissed her name in my face. Her breath rustled. 
He hissed at my name, her wraith rotten. My name is Afron Riverdead. We exploded to pieces in my hand. I looked at the man sitting across from me and smiled. The rest of the night has gone well. My chips had lined high to one side. The rest of the guests had left, whimpering at their loss. Suddenly cursing my luck with the others, cursing me. I understood how they felt. Only one remained, and he was good. Reading him was hard. I looked at my hand and couldn't help but smile. Let's make this a little more interesting, I said, and, and... and threw in, and I said, I threw in all of my chips. I didn't have that, I don't have that much, the man said. I have no cash. Hmm. I look at the man sitting across from me, smiled. Night before gone well, my chips were lined up high to one side. The rest of the guests had left, whimpering at their loss. Some cursing my luck, while others cursing me. I understood how they felt. One remained, only one remained. He was good. Reading him was hard. I looked at my hand and couldn't help but smile. Let's make this a little interesting, I said, and threw in all my chips. I don't have that much. Man said, I, I don't have the cash. I don't want your money, I said. I wiped my smile widening. There's nothing else. I'm afraid there's nothing else. I have nothing else. I folded my cards. And leaned towards him. How about you just throw in your name? <laughs>